We as Panther fans have been having a lot of fun this offseason with what the Florida Panthers have been doing as far as their transactions this offseason, but as also the players and former players of the Florida Panthers have been having fun this offseason as well. We're also going to be talking about a what-if trade scenario from the 2016 NHL entry draft. And we're going to talk about all of the Florida Panthers players who will be participating in this year's World Junior Championship, all on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Wednesday, August 3rd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On NHL and Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Road, and we'll be covering all the offseason activities around the National Hockey League. So it's great to be back talking some Panthers with you guys. Just a programming note for you guys that we are now down to three episodes a week. Today is the first episode of this week, so this week we will be doing a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday schedule here on Locked On Panthers. So apologies for not getting an episode out on Monday and Tuesday. It won't always be a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday type of programming, but hey, you will get at least three episodes a week throughout the month of August and in the beginning of September as we are heading into trading camp. Trading camp, crazy to think, it's uh, it's just about a month away from, from happening. And we've been having a lot of fun this offseason, it, it started off a little rocky, of course, with losing some of the free agents that were on the Panthers roster. And then, of course, the acquisition of Matthew Kachuk, which made this a, an A-plus offseason for the, the Panthers. And the, the Panthers, like we talked about enjoying the offseason, a few cats have gotten married. They, they, they take this time during their offseason – to to you know when they're not playing games to actually get the family together and even some of the players together the of the of teammates of new current and old to get together and and have a celebration of life and love for some of these and Aaron Eckblad got married over the weekend and crazy how that when players post on Instagram and Twitter of who are the players current and not and former Panthers who were there. And some of the players who are currently on the team were Anthony Duclair. We, um, if you look closely into the picture that was posted, you kind of see it like a walking scooter based on him getting his surgery for his Achilles. Radko Gudis was there. And some of the former Panthers that were there as well, Mike Matheson, Keith Yandel, Jonathan Huberto, still weird to say, Frank Vitrano, Brett Connolly, Nolachari, and Willie Mitchell. And even a, one 
non-Florida Panther that was there that is a friend of Aaron Ekblad, Jacob Truba, defenseman for the New York Rangers. They are fishing buddies during the offseason. And, of course, if you follow Aaron Ekblad on Instagram, you see that he's really out on the water and he catches some really big fish sometimes. Uh, so a really cool hobby for, for someone like Aaron Ekblad uh, from Windsor, Ontario, and then the weather here in South Florida. And, of course, Aaron Ekblad has stayed around in, in the region throughout the, the last few off-seasons. And, of course, pro- probably with what his wife does, probably has him staying here and, of course, enjoying his time on the water. And, of course, Jacob Truba uh, being a friend uh, there. And also Brandon Montour, defenseman for the Panthers, got married uh, this week as, as well. So a, a celebration of life and love once again for for these Panthers players. And, and great thing to see that. And we talked about last offseason how Sergey Bobrovsky having a kid has could possibly elevate him uh, to to a better game in the 2021 season. And look what happened there in the 2021-22 season. It, it lit it lit a different fire under him once he had his kid. And maybe we could see the same thing based on Aaron Ekblad and Brandon Montour getting married this offseason. We might see a, a, a little bit of a new jump and a new vibe with these guys as they head as they head towards training camp this offseason. Also, personally, I want to give a congratulations to someone that I know personally, Panthers fan, and a really good friend of mine who I've known for over a decade and a half. Now, uh, part of Panthers Twitter, is, uh, as some of you who are on Twitter know, uh, Paul Gooch, my um, at the Gooch Stop, who is also a Twitch streamer, if you guys happen to be following this podcast and uh, – uh, Florida Panthers fans on Twitch. He's one of the he's one of those well known names there. And I want to say a pu- public congratulations to my friend Paul Gooch on getting in- engaged to his longtime girlfriend of six years. So congratulations to my good friend uh, Paul Gooch. But going on, going continuing the conversation on some former Panthers, Mason Marchment, uh, it, it, a rough off season for him, and of course going to the Dallas Stars having a relationship with some um, the coaching staff there who um, after everything that has happened with his father unexpectedly passing away just before the NHL entry draft this year has decided to wear number 27, which was the number that his father wore in San Jose, which was where Brian Marchment really made a name for himself. And what a way to honor his late father, in Brian Marchment wearing the number 27. And I'm sure Mason, every time he goes out there on the ice, he's going to have a new found purpose every time he goes out there and play and plays. I didn't get to watch Brian Marchment play, but Hey, people talk about how gritty Brian Marchment was when he, when he played in the NHL and the little bits that we've seen in the last few seasons with Mason, man, he brings a toughness every, every single night. And the Dallas stars are really lucky to have a player like, uh, Mason Marchment, and more on other former Panthers and Jonathan Huberdo. Just uh, right before Aaron Ekblad's wedding, it was reported that Jonathan, um, the GM of the Calgary Flames, Brad Treliving, actually flew out to Jonathan Huberdo's home in Quebec to actually get to know him and kind of get like where a feel of where he is as far as contract and all. And this is something that we're going to monitor because there's takes everywhere when it comes to who won this trade. 
the, did the Florida Panthers win this trade or did the Calgary Flames win this trade? Personally, for me, it feels weird hearing that people say that Calgary has won this trade when, once again, Huberto and Uyghur haven't signed extensions yet. And very well, they could walk. But, of course, you're not likely not going to even let them hit the open market if you're going to, if you really want these guys. And, of course, it all depends as well on where they are. So, it's good for Bradshaw Living to actually get be in person with Jonathan Huberto to see to see where he's at. And of course, if you're to living, you don't even possibly the earliest you probably give an extension to Huberto is probably at the trade deadline. Because once again, you don't know where the Calgary Flames are going to be coming into next season. There's a whole bunch of turnover on that squad. And of course, there's a whole lot of turnover on the Panthers squad as well. Of course, they have Matthew Kachuk extended for the lot, for the next eight years, mac- matching the term with Barkov. But the Calgary Flames are in a little bit of a different situation on, on Mackenzie Weger and Jonathan Huberto that can easily have them flip for even more picks. So that could be a trade to set up another trade and getting more assets in that. And we kind of see that again this offseason, but with a free agent signing in John Klimberg to the Anaheim Ducks. Kind of reminds me of a defenseman version of Taylor Hall when he first signed with Buffalo and found a way. The Buffalo Sabres were not good. <laughs> they haven't been for a while. Scores only two goals. Taylor Hall decides where he go, he wants to go, ends up going to Boston, and then the Buffalo Sabres get an asset out of it. John Klimberg, who is a guy who's going to help the Anaheim Ducks on the power play, especially um, with Mason McTavish coming into the uh, mix uh, as well, and Jamie Drysdale, that is going to help the Anaheim Ducks there. But if they happen to not come out well out of the gate, they were in the playoff race before the All-Star break, but then fell, fell off towards the tail end. They could easily trade John Klimberg and get a pick out of it. Or they, if they're doing well, they could very well extend John Klimberg. So it's kind of like what the, the GMs uh, of the Ducks and the Flames are kind of playing a game, a little game of chess here in, in a way to, to get more assets out of it and possibly manipulate other teams. Because with the flat cap, remember, sellers can easily manipulate the buyers more than the other way around. It's more of a seller's market right now with with trades. In the second segment, we are going to talk about a what-if scenario for the Florida Panthers as far as the 2016 NHL entry draft. Why are we going all the way back there? We're going to discuss that next here on Locked On Panthers. But first, we're going to tell you all about BetOnline. And BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your latest sport, favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf. BetOnline.net continues to be the top online resources for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Continuing this second segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Wednesday, August 3rd edition of the show. And we're going to play a little bit of a what-if scenario for the Panthers. And... This is going to go back to the 2016 
NHL entry draft because there was an article from Boston Hockey Now. Of course, you some you guys are familiar with Florida Hockey Now with George Richards, and we've had Kobe Guy on the podcast before talking about, of course, the state of the Panthers, just like how there's Locked On Bruins. There's also Boston Hockey Now. So Boston Hockey Now, uh, the reporter for for Boston Hockey Now, Jimmy Murphy, um, reported that former Panthers amateur scout Billy Ryan, while he was with the Panthers, wanted to convince Tom Rowe to do everything he could to trade from the number 23 spot at the time in 2016 all the way up to number 14 to try to draft defenseman Charlie McAvoy, who is now playing for the Boston Bruins. And right now, right, of course, Charlie McAvoy has been a hit for, for the Bruins. And, of course, went to college locally at BU and has been their quarterback on the power play, finished fourth in Norris Trophy voting, career highs in points and goals this past season has been an absolute hit for the for the Boston Bruins. That same draft for the Panthers, being nine spots behind, Henrik Borgström. Henrik Borgström only playing 58 games, and it took him a little longer to get to the show than Charlie McAvoy did when, when he... Um, and making his NHL debut for the Bruins in the postseason the very next year in 2017. Took Henrik Borgström a little longer after a great career at the University of Denver, averaging over a point per game. So there was hope for the Panthers when he was brought in. Only his game didn't translate to the NHL level. And, of course, trade to Chicago. Didn't get the value that they needed out of him in the in the trade that, um, that could have turned into Mark Stone that we thought about at the time, but then ended up being, hey, Lucas Carlson's not a bad piece for the Panthers, but could have gotten something better than Lucas Carlson. Nothing against Carlson personally. But but let's let's play hypothetical. What if the Panthers traded nine spots up for Charlie McAvoy in 2016? Well, if you're trading nine spots up, you're likely not going to have a first-round pick in 2017. That was the Owen Tippett draft, where the Florida Panthers drafted 10th overall. Let's not forget at the time that the Florida Panthers, after making the postseason, losing in six games to the New York Islanders, that really the relationship between Gerard Gallant, Tom Rowe, and Dale Town was starting to go south. And of course, we all know the Cavs situation where Gerard Gallant was was uh, seen entering a cab uh, after being fired in Raleigh shortly after losing a game to the Carolina Hurricanes. And then Tom Rowe taking over the rest of the season. And then the Florida Panthers season was basically over uh, after that. And, of course, ending up picking 10th overall. That would have belonged to the Bruins had they traded up for Charlie McAvoy. And Charlie McAvoy wouldn't have been on the Panthers yet at that time. So more than likely, it wouldn't have made a difference record-wise for the Panthers at that time in 2017. So what could have happened? What would have happened? Maybe Mackenzie Weger and August Forsling second pairing, while McAvoy and an Eric Ekblad first pair. That would be a dream, wouldn't it? 
That same offseason, prior to that, Tom Rowe gave Aaron Ekblad an eight-year extension a year before becoming an RFA. And at 7.5, Aaron Ekblad has become a great value for that contract that he's that he's getting. is very team-friendly. If, and of course, once again, last year was the year to go for it. Owen Tippett was used as the asset to trade for Claude Giroux. Chances are the Florida Panthers still go for Claude Giroux last season. However, instead of Owen Tippett being the guy to be traded, chances are it would have been Grigory Denisenko. Had, and this is assuming that the draft board and the pick that the Panthers had at the time would have been the same as it, whether they traded up for McAvoy or not. This is assuming a Claude Drew trade would have revolved around Grigory Denisenko because he is, because of course Philadelphia wants wanted a more NHL ready player. Chances are that maybe the Panthers don't trade Nick Bustad and Jared McCann to create cap space for Sergey Bobrovsky because if they were planning to extend McAvoy at nine point five AAV then you don't make that trade in order to clear the cap space because Sergei Bobrovsky likely doesn't fit on your team. And they could likely go cheaper at goalie. It's crazy crazy how these the these cap gymnastics work when you when you when you're looking to extend somebody. And of course if they try to sign Bob, what would a an extension for Charlie McAvoy look like? Or do you do the unfortunate and trade him? And one other thing is that they probably don't trade for Matthew Kachuk as well this time around. Because McAvoy would have taken up that space on the defense. But hey, more balance. It's not with Kachuk on this team. It, remember, it was something that we hadn't expected to happen. And I think the Florida Panthers still would have been fine this year and next, even when keeping Huberto and Uyghur. They're still going to be a good team this year with Kachuk. Chances are Huberto doesn't get traded, and you have more balance across the lineup right now. But still a possibility for the Panthers to fall off a cliff a year or two later than where we are right now. If this team is so capped for sure, for damn sure, Mackenzie Weger walks. There is always speculation that he was going to walk next offseason had they not made that Kachuk trade. Maybe it's a little harder to extend Huberto because you have McAvoy on your team. But again, you might not have Bobrovsky on the team with that huge cap hit. So maybe you could have fit McAvoy, Ekblad, Huberto, and Barkov on your team. Maybe. So that so that could have been an opportunity cost for the Panthers to still have that on their on their team. Two Norse trophy caliber defensemen. I mean, Mackenzie Weger was voted in the top 15 of Norris voting. 
So I guess you can call him that too. But not to the level of Charlie McAvoy. He's been an absolute hit for the Boston Bruins. But just imagine that. And maybe you go after someone like a Simeon Varlamov in the 2019 offseason instead at a way cheaper price and a way shorter term. And Spencer Knight, maybe if you get Charlie McAvoy with Simeon Bar- Varlamov, currently currently with the Islanders, has one year left on his deal. With one year left on his deal right now, Spencer Knight would be the for sure starter next season. It's your crease, bud. But with no, the no-move clause of Sergei Bobrovsky, for sure this year is going to be Bob being the number one and Knight still being number two as part of Knight's last year of his ELC. Next year is still unknown. Still. So that is a what-if scenario of what if the Panthers decided to trade up from 23 to 14 to draft Charlie McAvoy. And like I said, you're going to have to give up at least, you would have had to give up at least one first round pick and, and possibly some more um, at the time. Uh, I'm not, I don't think it would have taken two first round picks, but at least one, maybe a third and then a four. And then you get back maybe, and then you, you get in return, maybe like a six or a seven, something along those lines. And maybe a player on your roster but you're giving up at least the one and Owen Tippett never steps foot in a Florida Panthers uniform and he might be somewhere else. So that was, that is what a trade could have looked like for the Panthers and go read that article on Boston hockey. Now on the report of the Florida Panthers wanting at the time to try to trade up for Charlie McAvoy. I, I think this was just a really fun exercise um, to just imagine a little bit. What if Charlie McAvoy uh, made his debut with the Panthers? And based on last season that he's had, man, what a blue line that would that would be for the Panthers. In the next segment, we're going to talk about some Florida Panthers representation at this year's World Junior Championship, rescheduled Ro- World Junior Championship. We're going to talk about the players who were there and the players who are not going to be there for the Panthers We're going to discuss that next on Locked On Panthers. Third and final segment on this Wednesday, August 3rd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And before I speak about World Juniors, two days ago was exactly two years that the Stanley Cup bubble happened in Toronto and Edmonton. Remember all those noon games? Where, where a majority of us fans were at work. Well, at least if you worked and you weren't furloughed or unemployed, that a lot of us were not able to watch some of them. And just, I, I joke around saying, why put the Panthers at noon when you could put the Maple Leafs there? But of course, the NHL would never do that. <laughs> but of the games, uh, opening up a, a tab, and watching it while I was still working in a cubicle. And just the frustrations 
at the time of thinking this team wasn't going anywhere and looking where they are now. And like I said, only three players remained from that squad just two years ago. And this is a product that is ready to have some continued success over the next few years. And I'm thankful for the direction that this team is in. And so should you guys, uh, Panther fans. You guys should definitely be be thankful for the direction, the change of direction of this team. But let's talk about World Juniors. Who are the Panthers that are going to be representing their countries in the World Juniors, which starts August 9th in Edmonton? Um, no Florida Panthers players will be part of Hockey Canada for the World Junior Championship. Justin Sordiff was originally on the team when the tournament first took place in December in Edmonton. And of course, him be, him signing as ELC, it was, it was, I was never expecting Justin Sordiff to play in this year's World Junior Championship. Also, he did sustain an injury towards the end of development camp that had him out of the scrimmage um, just a few weeks ago. So not he will not be participating in the World Junior Championship. Also, notables like Buffalo Sabres number one overall pick Owen Power won't be part of the World Junior Championship as well, as well as Shane Wright, who just was just drafted fourth overall by the Seattle Kraken. For Team USA, not a surprise with Mackie Samoskevich going back to the University of Michigan and expecting to have a bigger role on the team for the University of Michigan. He will be part of the World Junior uh, Championship for uh, Team USA. And it, it's crazy because um, Michigan, University of Michigan hockey team, um, they're not in a good position right now. With uh, Katie Strang is reporting that the coach of the University of Michigan has been accused of berating staff and misleading recruits. So... Something to keep an eye on in college hockey with what's going on at the University of Michigan. Moving on to Team Czechia, uh, Jacob Koss, uh, left wing slash center, uh, 2021 sixth um, round pick, uh, who will be playing in Liga this year, has is will be part of the team in Team Czechia. Uh, defenseman Casper Kas- Puccio, uh, uh, 2020 fifth round pick for the Panthers, 153rd overall. Uh, will be playing in Liga this year. Will be part of Team Finland this year at the World Juniors, as well as Sandis Velamis, who was a recent draft pick of this year's e- entry draft, twenty twenty two fifth round uh, pick. Will be will also will be playing in the OHL this year uh, for the Sarnia Sting, which is on the western side of Ontario, kind of near where Aaron Ekblad's hometown is of Windsor, Ontario. So kind of. Uh, on on the border of Ontario and the state of Michigan, so really re- really close by there. Uh, so lots of Florida Panthers representation happening for for this year's World Junior Championship. However, the the most recent reports from Hockey Canada and trigger warning for anyone listening on on what's been going on, what we've been talking about the last few weeks um, with myself and Jacob Winans. Of course, as you notice, it's 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 Wednesday and Jacob is not on the show today. He'll, he will be back next week. We are in communication 
but I just hope that these players, these young men, are looking at what went on in 2018 and 2003. If you guys want to go back to the last two Wine and Wednesdays, listen to those episodes and listen to what we spoke about on everything that everything that's happened in Hockey Canada. But it's not just a Hockey Canada problem. Don't, I don't want people to get that twisted. I hope that the players that are currently playing on these teams this year and even beyond look at that situation and say, you do this, that this will not be acceptable on using people and that sexual misconduct is not okay. And we saw something in the NFL with Deshaun Watson only getting suspended six games after everything that happened with 20 plus massage therapists. And it's just a joke that suspension handed down. And with everything that's happened in 2003, I I don't know what kind of consequence is going to happen for those players where a majority of them aren't even playing in the NHL anymore. To 2018, you have a whole bunch of players who are still in the league, very notable names. So I hope that the NHL and Hockey Canada and the IIHF are looking at what happened in 2018 and just freaking put their foot down and just say to themselves and say to these players that we will not, this will not be tolerated. And I hope that these players go to this tournament and just say, we're going to have fun and we're going to stay out of trouble. And of course, yes, the mind is not fully developed at that age and you make really, really dumb decisions at that point, but it's still not an excuse. These are human beings we're talking about and the treatment of others. So what I'm hoping is that we just hear about the tournament and about how these players play. But if this situation does happen again, it will need to be talked about and it will need to be reported and that we need to continue that conversation until it doesn't happen again. And that's what I hope coming out of this but going back to the hockey side of things i know that a lot of players are missing their opportunity to represent their country in the world juniors after it being originally postponed because of the omicron variant of covid but also i want you to challenge you hockey fans not just panther fans hockey fans to give this tournament a chance as well because these are a lot of players who are trying to prove themselves and to showcase their talents. A lot of players, the profile, high-profile players, won't be around like we listed earlier. But these roster spots that were open on each team due to players signing their ELC and, and teams wanting to protect their players before heading into training camp, these players have opportunities to really show their worth and even for, for the teams to increase trade value if needed. to improve their team. I mean, we saw it with Devin Levi just two years ago. Just a a seventh round pick improving and really showing his worth as a goalie. That's just a Florida Panthers example. But don't let 
a lot of players who were there last time around not being there this time around stop you from enjoying this tournament. And that's what I'm going to leave you with today. So en- en- enjoy the enjoy the hockey. It, it's it's going to be still a few more days until the World Junior starts, but we, we're starting to get some rosters out for for each each World Junior team. And it, it's going to be fun. And it's very, very exciting to see that we have some Florida Panthers representation here at the World Juniors. On tomorrow's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, there is a chance that we might have a very special guest. It will be there for possibly no, no confirmation yet, but we don't want to spoil anything in case a recording doesn't happen with this special guest. It'll be possibly their first time on the show. And it's going to be an exciting episode talking about everything related to still the Kachuk trade, their perspective and, and all it's, it's hopefully going to be an exciting show if we are able to get this person on still still in the works of communication trying to get them on but if if we do prepare because it w- it can possibly be a really fun show but tomorrow to once again we programming note we are three times a week for the month of august and possibly for the first few weeks of september as the florida panthers will be are still a, a little bit away from training camp. But Panther fans, keep the energy alive because this is, after what the Panthers have been through the last few years in just the direction, just going up, 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 finally getting a playoff series win under their belt, the energy must still stay alive in order for for this team to grow. But the sport of hockey in South Florida so once again, let's keep this energy alive here. Ho- hope to see you guys tomorrow on Lockdown Panthers, and it's, it's hopefully going to be a fun show. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden. We'll be covering all the off-season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown NHL. Lockdown experts to give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Lockdown NHL, your daily 30-minute podcast. Sarma Wanda-Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. <laughs>